What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and you are listening to us on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And with me, as usual, is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. What's going on? Make sure to check us out at Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And, um... Yeah, that's all the that's all the business. That's all the stuff we got. Yeah, obviously Thanks we're sponsored by <laughs> Cox uh, ATA, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. Yeah, well, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say, and that's it. We're done with the show. That's it. Bye, guys. Later. The next hour will be smooth jazz played by someone on a clarinet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> played by Squidward. Squidward. You would. Um. So we're starting to enter, depending on what sport you like, this is either the good moment of sport or the bad moment of sport ah it's the nfl off season right. it's the nba all-star break which starts the stretch run after the all-star break they have the all-star break is this weekend they'll have about 20 to 25 games left then the playoffs start oh boys and if you're following baseball pitchers and catchers report i believe this friday yep until uh next year Baseball has a heck of a schedule. If you're a pitcher-catcher, you report on Friday. And then if you win the World Series, you're done playing baseball like the first week of November. Nice. So you had two months off. Nice. So if you lost the World Series, you, you had got, two months off. You got nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got boned real good on that one, didn't you? You got two months off. And you played one billion games of baseball. <laughs> oh gosh, hundred sixty-two game regular season plus. There's three series. I believe the first series is best of five, and then two best of sevens, and then a World Series. No, a best of five, a best of seven, and then a World Series. Uh, so you could play an extra nineteen games, so one hundred and eighty-one games if you're going all the way. Oh lord, it's a lot of baseball. That's a lot of baseball. It's a lot of baseball. Um, yeah, so there's a little bit going on here that we can start talking about. In the NFL, we're going to do the NFL first here. Uh, this is technically like the first week of off-season stuff where you start seeing people evaluating their roster for next year, okay? So there's a little bit of uh, intrigue and things of that nature going around. Uh, the draft is next month, uh, so we won't spend a ton of time. Well, actually, the draft is April, but, uh... It feels like it's already the end of February. It's not. We're like middle February. <laughs> Directly in the middle of February, and we're like, man, February's basically over. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call it a wrap. Um, Shortest month. We're already wrapping it up early. <laughs> we're keeping it shorter even. We're going to add these two weeks to Christmas. That's what we're doing. Oh, there you go. That's a smart play. Bro, if I made the calendar, like Christmas would be like, like 22 long. weeks. <laughs> 22 weeks? Yeah, I would take like a week or two weeks from every other month and then just dump it into December. December is like a million years long. Yeah, why not? Covers man? like a whole a whole season and a half. Winter is coming, bro. <laughs> right, winter's coming because it's gonna be winter. It's gonna be the month December for forever, forever and ever and ever, forever. Um, but yeah, so pe- teams are starting to evaluate what they have and what they don't have. So for guys like Arizona Cardinals, they have the number one overall pick. They hired a brand new coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, from Texas Tech, Cliff where Kingsbury. he where he was a loser. Um, awesome, got him. Yeah. Anyway, last year in the draft, they took uh, Josh Rosen, who there you go. was okay. He was all right. No, no, he wasn't. He didn't blow anybody away, but he didn't. He wasn't terrible. He was a rookie. He was a rookie. 
Um, however, Cliff Kingsbury, while he was coaching, he said that Kyler Murray is possibly the best quarterback he's ever seen, and he would definitely take him number one overall if he had the choice in an NFL draft. He's ever seen. He's now in the position to do just that. Oh, man, we've made it. So there's a lot of talk that, like, Cliff Kingsbury's offense doesn't fit Josh Rosen. So what what will happen in that scenario? The problem is the Cardinals have a lot of needs. They are not a good right now. They're they're not a good team. They're not well stocked. They're an empty pond. Um the better move for them would be to trade down and just do a bunch of stuff and then just roll with Josh Rosen for a little bit and just see how it goes. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, we got a lot of time before the draft, so there's going to be a lot of... What's going to happen is every other day there's going to be a, nif- a different story about what the Cardinals might do all the way up until they announce they've traded the pick or they don't. Like, if they decide to trade the pick, that'll be the day the Cardinals stories stop, right? I mean, before that, every day it's going to be like, the Cardinals might take so-and-so. The Cardinals might do this. The Cardinals might do that. The Cardinals, Cardinals. And it's because they want to try and force the hand of people lower than them in the draft by letting all this information out. Oh, we might take uh we might take Bosa, who's a, allegedly the best defensive player in this draft. Oh, we might we might take Kyler Murray. Uh oh, we might take uh and I'm blanking on his name, the other quarterback who thought he was going to be the number one quarterback until Kyler Murray. <laughs> 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 until Kyler Murray showed up. Right, Kyler Murray took a spot. Oh, the Heisman winner wants to uh play football this this year pro. So, you're going to Oh, neat. You're going to be the number 2 quarterback now. <laughs> Because you weren't even in the Heisman voting. Um, Dang it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wait here. Um, that never feels good. It, no, it's not a good feeling, right? Because he he's big, he's athletic, he had a good arm, and so they were like, okay, yeah, you're probably going to be the top quarterback. You still got to go through the combine and do all the other stuff, but we like what we see. And then Kyler Murray was like, well, what if I did both? <laughs> what, what if I don't like baseball? And then everyone uh, hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... It, it always seemed weird to me that a kid who won the Heisman for being the like a record-breaking quarterback that year would then be like, okay, I'm gonna go play outfield in Oakland. Right. That didn't. It never seemed right. Also, their their team is rather. They have another outfielder. It'll be a while before they. Right. You can be. You can be the ninth. The ninth bench on some other rando team in the middle of nowhere. Right. Or you can play professional football. Right. Do you want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? There's only 32 of these jobs. Or do you want to play AAA in Toledo? where you're the starting outfielder waiting for your call-up every year. Uh, have fun. Right. Um, and it's going to take you approximately 10 years to make any sort of money. Uh, yeah. The money thing, I think, is the be- is the bigger part. Because if he goes top 10, he, he, will, he will be on a career trajectory to make way more money playing quarterback than he ever would playing baseball. And yeah. it's such a short amount of time, too. It is. It is. It, in his whole career will be 12 years, 13 years, but in that time he'll make 250 Two hundred seventy-five million. If like if he trends the way he trends, then yeah, then there was never any point, never even trying to play baseball. Um, although at that point, you go join some senior softball league like Roger Clemens, where they have these semi-pro wannabe athlete leagues, um, and they pay the guys a little bit of money, and yeah, you know they get like Bud Light, they get like Bud Light sponsorships or something. I don't know. Um, no problem. Yeah, I mean, I'd go out and play for free beer. Uh, but so also teams like the Ravens, who had choices to make. They've got Lamar Jackson, their young quarterback, who they had finished the season. They had Joe Flacco, who took them, who had one of the best postseasons in Ravens history about five years ago. They won a Super Bowl, and then he's been basically mediocre ever since. 
And the last two years, he's dealt with some injuries. Lamar Jackson actually got the job because starting of because of injury. He kept it because they were winning. And honestly... Why? If it ain't broke, don't fix That's That's how the NFL goes, man. You will lose your job to injury in a heartbeat unless the guy under you is not as good as you. Like, if the guy under you isn't better than you, you get the job back. Uh, but when the guy when the guy under you is as good as you or better, oh, and God forbid he be cheaper, you'll, you're never coming back. And so Joe Flacco, they announced it yesterday. They can't do this deal until March 13th, okay? That's when the officially the new league year starts. That's so far away. It's Every, a whole month. It's a, it is literally a month away. This is still technically last year for the NFL. Um, however, the Baltimore Ravens and Denver Broncos have agreed to send Joe Flacco to Denver uh, for like a third-round pick. Nice. And uh, the thinking there is Case Keenum was awful in Denver. Shocker. Who surprised? Um, however, know, not he, you. No, not me. However, he does have one more year left on his contract, and I believe it's guaranteed, so they're going to keep him around, but they would like to have somebody else starting. So it's going to be Joey Flacco. There you um, go. For, for Baltimore, it makes sense. I was looking at their, their numbers the other night, actually. I got a text about the trade, and I was like, hey, you know what's funny? I was just looking at their cap situation the night before, and uh, they were they only have about $20 million in cap space, which isn't a lot because you got to sign your, your seven draft picks or however many picks you have. I think they have seven. Everyone starts with seven, and then they trade and move around and stuff. Let's say they still have seven. Right now they might have eight, so they got to get eight. They got to get eight signings under plus whatever free agents they want to keep, plus whatever people they want to bring in. They got to do it all under the twenty mil. Doesn't sound like a whole lot. That's not, a lot. Of, that's a lot of things to do with twenty mil. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. And the bigger problem is their top three linebackers are all free agents. Oh no! So like like none of that money is counted for. So all three of those you got to you want to try and bring some combination of them back, and stay under the twenty million. Well, moving Joey Flacco uh, frees up an additional $10 million. Oh, that, that makes a big difference. Right. So now it's a $30 million cap instead of a $20 million cap. Uh, now they do have to eat $16 million of a salary. They're calling it a dead money cap, just dead cap. Uh, but it frees like them 10 I feel like this happens so many times. It does. It really, really does. Uh, the Green Bay Packers last year just had a ton of dead cap. I mean, they were talk- you were talking about like it was like $20-plus in dead cap money. To, to make the moves they needed to they wanted to make I criticized them for that because it, they were paying people to not pay not play for them and they needed all the help they could get by the end of the year so right. that was that looked real stupid um but when you when you when you look at what the Ravens are trying to do here they need as much money as possible and and Joe and Joe Flacco's not going to be starting next year so do you want to eat the 16 or do you want to eat 26 and have him not play right so for them, it makes a little bit more sense because they literally just don't have the room financially to keep them. Right, they can't. They just literally, they just can't do it. No, and the guy they're going to take in the third round is going to make about seven hundred thousand dollars this year. Yeah. So it's literally a nine point three million dollars swing for them. Right, I'll I'll take it. Right, and that's probably one of the three linebackers right there. Right. So I mean that's and that's how you do something like that. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Antonio Brown. Once out of Pittsburgh still. Still. But he now officially and formally has requested his trade. There you go. He did it. Yeah, Instead finally. Instead of just being like, I don't want to leave. Yeah. I'm real unhappy. <laughs> uh, I would like to be traded. Yes, he now Thank has you. formally made the declaration. Um, And then the Browns shocked a lot of people and signed Kareem Hunt. 
the Kansas City running back who was fired by the team for punching and kicking a girl on film. The Chiefs actually say they fired him because he lied to them. I want to be clear about that. They knew about the incident. They asked him about it, and he says it was a bunch of hooey. He didn't do anything. They, they said, are you sure that's the story you want to go with? He said, yes. Fast forward to when the video comes out, and it's the exact opposite of a bunch of hooey. And the Chiefs said, uh, what's this, Kareem? <laughs> and he says, yeah, I said I didn't come out, but what I meant was I forgot that I had come out before I didn't come out, and, then, and, and I did do it. And they were like, okay, well, you're fired. And so they didn't fired for fired for lying, not the violence though. Well, I I think if he had said in the beginning I did it, they would have done something about it then. Like the Chiefs would have suspended him six or seven games. Um, they would have you know announced to the league that it happened, but that they're handling it and they're mad at him and they're disappointed and zero tolerance and he promises to never do it again and anger management and we're gonna call his mama. Uh, like they're they're gonna do all that. And he's gonna look real bad. Right. But fast forward to the to the flip side, they can't do any of that. Because he lied to them. So. Now what? Now what? Right. So they fire him for lying. The Browns hired him. They believe he's going to get about a 10-game suspension from the league. So he'll play (laughs) six games for them this year. They signed a one-year deal with him. At the end of the six games, if he doesn't suck, they'll probably give him some decent money. Well, don't you just love um, sports? Sports. Yeah. First thing ever. It's real inspiring sometimes. Real great. Uh, we're going to jump out to a break. Nico's been throwing tornadoes at me for like two minutes. Uh, when we come back, we got uh, more ball, uh, more Nerd Thug Sports coming at you. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Sports, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Yes. And we are hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk some hoops here, all right? Some bad skit ball. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for doing that. I appreciate it. They're playing basketball. All right, so the first thing I want to get to is um, the story of Isaiah Thomas. All right. Okay? He's making his debut for the Nuggets uh, this week. It's still the funniest name in the NBA for me. Isaiah Thomas? No, the Nuggets. Oh, the Nuggets. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a very... They're gold nuggets. I know, but like... It still they're makes, golden. Right, when you throw a chicken nugget team. <laughs> <laughs> the McNuggets. Although, tra- like, none of these are like trailblazers, the Golden State Warriors. Because that's what I associate Golden State with, is the Warriors. Right. The Bay Area of o- of California. Right, all Warriors there. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't. Man, the Pelicans, well, such a terrifying bird. The, <laughs> the San Francisco eighteen forty niners. Wrap your brain around that. Right. 
I mean, other than the Chicago Bears, there's not really a lot of good ones. I don't even like the Houston Texans. It doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> their mascot's a bull, not a cowboy. Right. Not just, even, uh, not just a dude. Yeah. Why not just a guy from Texas? Because it's what they are. And it's Houston, Texas mascot, Dave. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> but how well, funny would that be? I would love it. It would make a lot more sense, like, too. Like everyone else is in their giant thing, and it's just, it's just a guy in a, a hat. Yeah, a guy in a hat and, like, jeans and boots. <laughs> and, like, he's always got a beer in his hand. He's he's Boomhauer from, from King of the Hill. And everyone's just like, <laughs> that's him. That's, that's, just that's it. That's that's Dave, can mascot we take, of the Texans. Can we put a petition to change our mascot? Toro would hunt us down and kill us. Toro is a he's a bull. First of all, he's a bull with human features. Uh, yeah, no, he would definitely just murder us. But it'd be yeah. really funny. I would, I would definitely. Oh say, yeah? yeah, okay. You submit the application then. No problem. <laughs> I ain't going I want, out like I that. I want Hank Hill to be the mascot of the Texans. <laughs> like honestly, the rest of them are all dressed up as creatures and anamorphic things, and then you just have a guy with a hat. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> and that was Dave. Impressive. Yeah, Dave. Why don't you run around the field? Nah, I'm good. Get over yonder. <laughs> I don't want to mess up my boots. He's a brand new. Just points to his hunting dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like a blue healer. Like, it's perfect. Like, it's, it nailed it. Um, Yeah, I uh, so <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, though. Uh, <sighs> Making his debut on the McNugget squad. Yeah, okay. So three years ago. All right. He was a Boston Celtic. And he was the most clutch critically great performer in fourth quarters and overtimes. They were calling him as a third-year pro, Mr. Fourth Quarter. They were calling him Mr. Big Shot, Mr. Clutch. He was earning all these nicknames. Hey, wait a minute. That's the name of the Houston area, Clutch City. Right. Every time a fourth quarter would come around, though, he would he could have seven points for the whole game, get to the fourth quarter, and finish with 30. Like he would just crush. Like. He would just It would just activate, okay? And he's a little dude. He's not he's not a big stature. Um they get into the playoffs and the Boston Celtics push the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's either first or second round. Uh but uh, but early on in the series Isaiah Thomas uh hurts his hip. Oh no. And he's he's he he's done. Uh they shut him down for the playoffs. Now a bunch of stuff had happened to him during that season though. He his sister, who like he was extremely close with, was murdered or died in a car accident. One of the two was a sudden death. Oh, that's terrible. During the playoffs. Oh no. And so a lot of people were like, Oh, he's gonna miss games. He like he he flew back and forth and did all the family stuff and funerals and then was flying back and playing the game, flying back and doing that. He was like breaking down crying during timeouts and like at the end of the games, but like he was hooping. He was balling. Isaiah Thomas was doing his thing. What a what an absolute like that's insane. Right. Like, it, like, the amount of fortitude to do that. Exactly. And the ability to focus and just to push past it. And then, like, the second you're not doing it and it comes back and you're dealing with that again. And then, like, okay, uh, Isaiah, you're in. And he's like, you have to, you like, got you have it. to like, click back. To exactly. Like, take it all off and put, like, game face back on. And so the guy was, the guy was doing it, okay? The other important part of all this is that he was one year away from being a free agent. Okay. Uh, typically in the NBA, with that year cushion is when you sign your extensions and do all of that. Um, the Boston Celtics came to him 
and they said, hey, um, okay, it's time to talk about money. You're still hurt. You're rehabbing your injury. The doctors have said no surgery is required. Um, what do you... What are you, what are you looking for money wise? And he was like, he's like, dude, I'm Mister Fourth Quarter. Like, I'm looking for big time money. And the Boston Celtics were like, yeah, but you're young, you're unproven. It was one season. You're hurt. Uh, we're nowhere near big time money. And so they 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 couldn't do it. That off season, Kyrie Irving asked to be out of Cleveland. Cleveland trades him to Boston, an in conference rival, which is already a weird move. They get back Isaiah Thomas as the centerpiece of the trade. Hmm. There's draft picks involved, including the Nets number one, the Nets first rounder winds up being like a like a top five lottery pick. Uh, there's other parts involved, but essentially it's Kyrie Irving for Isaiah Thomas and some other things. Gotcha. Even the other things, the other players and stuff, don't work out, and they get shipped off to other places. Isaiah Thomas is literally on the shelf for the first four months of the Cleveland season. It just isn't healing right. He's not getting. It's just not getting as better as it's supposed to get. Um, finally, with like two months before the trade deadline, so like the first two months of the season goes by, he misses 30 games, 25 games. He then comes out and he's playing, and it's he's only okay. Like he's not in rhythm with the rest of the team. Right, because he hasn't played for four months at this right, point. Right, right. He's not getting the ball in the fourth quarter because he's on a team with LeBron James. Um, and so, also, when he has the ball, he's kind of forcing it. It's not flowing. It's not natural. It's not basketball. It's, it's Isaiah Thomas trying to get better. Um, so, before the trade deadline, he gone. They move him to L.A. Uh, at L.A., they basically say, hey, man, we'll play if you want to play or if you want to hit uh, sit, you can sit. He played a little bit, and then he wound up just shutting it down and getting surgery. Um, he then signs, I believe, just a one-year cheap mid-level deal with Denver because... He's so far removed from the... There was a time when Isaiah Thomas was going to get $150 million. You know, $100 million for four years, something like that. And instead, he's, I think it was a $7 million one-year deal to go be in Denver. Where he is just now making his debut this week. Um, and to me, the thing, to, the thing I take away from that is twofold. One of the financials. These guys always have to strike while the iron is hot. Um, they need to be getting good advice from their agents and their doctors. When a doctor says you don't need surgery, you can it can heal on its own. Get three more opinions, and if two of them say get surgery, do the surgery. Surgery suck. They're not fun. The rehab is harder. But the idea that you're going to get better on your own when it's so bad that you couldn't play through it, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, the I think I think it's different when it's like really an invasive surgery. But if it's like you need to fix this, then I think it's. But these days, there's not a lot of invasive surgeries. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if like unless it's like, well, if you do the surgery, you have a high chance of never playing again. It's like, well, obviously, I'm not gonna do that. Right. Let me try and heal. Yeah. No, you're right about that. But I, I mean, I think this is one of those things where they just got to go in and attach some stuff or fix some things or. Yeah, I mean, modern medicine. Yeah. Do like everything. Yeah, they do everything. Um, but beyond that, you got to get good advice from your people. The, I'll always remember Latrell Sprewell turning down, um what was essentially a $60 million contract offer from the Bucks uh, with the quote, uh, I got kids to feed. And he didn't get another offer from anyone else in the league. Nice. One part because there wasn't a lot of money that year in the free agency. You got to pay attention to who has money and who doesn't. The other part was when you turn down $60 million with that quote, you are so oblivious to your market. 
every other team knows that. They're not going to call you up because they're going to call up and go, hey, man, I got I, the space that I have for you is about $7 million a year. And you just turned down 20 a year. So you're do, a fool. Do you want to come play here for seven a year? Oh, no? Okay, I guess your kids are hungry. But Charles Spiro wound up having like his whole life foreclosed. They came and got his boat, his company, all of it. Like, dude had a yacht he wasn't making payments on. Oh no. Yeah. Um, but so you gotta you gotta you gotta strike while the iron's hot for your money. You can't sit around and wait on things. It's hard to bet on yourself. Now, famously one guy who did bet on himself was in the NFL was Alex Smith, who played out two franchise tags from the Washington uh from the Washington Redskins. He goes to Minnesota. No, Cousins, Kirk Cousins. He goes to Minnesota. Minnesota gives him $80 million guaranteed. Not everybody can do that. Nope. Uh, that's a huge gamble. And, and so everyone was excited about it, too. Everyone was very happy for him. But the but the fact of the matter was he basically had made like $130 million at that point in guaranteed money between the two franchises and the 80. But not everyone can do that. And so Isaiah Thomas, he, he makes his debut this week. Uh, I hope I hope it goes well for him. I hope he can come back to some form. Even I mean, even if so, I think that Isaiah Thomas has shown like that 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 being able to play through what he did, like it's just really impressive. And I think if I were a coach, I'd be looking at that kind of mentality. Oh no, for sure, for sure. But the problem is, if if he walks around thinking that everyone screwed him and everyone owed him, then you can't get back to that guy. Right. You can't get back to the guy who's like, I'm here to ball. Like whatever you need, I'm here to win. And Boston themselves haven't gotten any better. So Kyrie Irving this year has been just a train wreck. Last year he hurt his knee. He missed the last bits of the playoff. Gordon Hayward with a terrible leg injury missed the whole season. This year with both of those guys back and healthy, it hasn't been a walk in the park. Right now they're the five seed. What are you going to do? That means they're not even getting a home playoff round. <laughs> they're trying so hard. They are. And they were predicted to be. they were predicted to win the East. But they can't get out of their own way. They can't play together. And that's the other part of this thing that I always think about is chemistry is relevant. True. You know, they had a guy in Isaiah Thomas that wanted to be a Celtic, and they got rid of him. And they got a guy in Kyrie Irving who just was tired. The way I look at the Kyrie Irving thing was he was tired of being second fiddle. He was tired of winning championships. You know, like who complains? Okay, I'm the second best guy on this team that's literally winning every year. Like, what am I mad about? <laughs> I don't know. It's a team sport, anyways. <laughs> Unless your name is LeBron and you only play Toronto, then then it's only just well, one and, th- and that's the thing is Kyrie was getting the whispers in Kyrie's ear was, "You're LeBron. You're as good as LeBron. You could do what LeBron does. No. Get your own team. You be LeBron." Now he regrets it because they that's not how it works. LeBron is a LeBron is that strong leader. It's a rare thing for a guy to be able to do that. Like with the with the Warriors, you don't credit one guy for pulling the Warriors to all of these finals. But right. with Cleveland and Miami, it's pretty obvious who was the guy dragging those teams in, into the NBA into the NBA Finals. Right, because uh, there was only one common denominator. <laughs> right, and then Dwayne Wade would miss forty games or play all the games. It didn't matter. They went both years and won. So, yeah, there's only one person who matters in that equation. Um, what do we got here? We got a whole zero seconds. All right, then we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got a lot more nerd thug sports coming your way. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. 
They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. All right, Conroe, how is everybody doing? This is Core DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. And uh, little brother Nico, how about you tell everybody about Cox ATA? Cox ATA uh, has yeah. two convenient locations, in one in Magnolia and one off of, was it 1488? I think it, yeah, maybe, yes. Um, yes. So they got all kinds, of, they teach all kinds of uh, life skills. They got uh, anti-bullying stuff. They have self-improvement. Um, self-defense. Self-defense. Uh, they have all kinds of courses either for the young ones, those tiny tigers, and for if you're a little bit older. They have all kinds of different... J- Joey uh, likes to say from 3 to 103. Right. Or that could probably be expanded depending on how old you are. A million. If you're a million, a million years three. old, you can still come learn million Taekwondo. Three. That's right. God, be, oh, I don't even want to talk about that. How old would you be at that point? Well, I mean, if you're an immortal, it doesn't really matter. That's fair. It does if you keep aging. <laughs> It does if you die. Right, like if you just keep aging, you just never die. Uh, but anyway, go out to Cox ATA. Let them know Nerd Thug Radio sent you. You get two free weeks of training, training from them. Where, and the important thing to remember when you go to Cox ATA, they build leaders, they teach life skills, and they leave a legacy. Uh, that's Cox ATA. We always follow them on Facebook. You can find them there if nowhere else. Uh, we're going to stick with the NBA here. All right. There's still a lot of stuff going on here. Keeping strong with the basketball. The basketball. Um, okay. So Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans, who are... Another, another intimidating team. <laughs> I, although, like, if a Pelican was pecking you, you wouldn't like it. No, but they're just this giant water bird. They're the 13th team in the West. There you okay? go. Now, keep in mind, they do have a top five player. But 13th team in the in the West. Top five, 13. Sounds good. Right. Um, so he said, you know, listen, I'm not going to sign the Supermax. I'm not going to stay here. Uh, I recommend you trade me. Or when my contract's up, I'm outie. <laughs> I will leave myself. Right. And he's like, listen, I like being here, but I just want to go somewhere where I have a better chance at winning. He's, he's saying all the right things, and the franchise is handling it the right way, I think. But that's what I'm about to ask you. So, no deal was made at the trade, de- trade deadline. Good for them. So, they reactivated him. They, they had been keeping him away and, so that he wouldn't get hurt. But now that the trade deadline's gone, they're, they've activated him. But they're still 13th in the West. They've got no shot at the playoffs. They are, I believe, I'm, I'm pulling right now, they're, they're 17 games back from first place. There's 25 games after this weekend's All-Star break. Uh, they're six games behind the Sacramento Kings in eighth place. Nice. Not likely. Uh, I'm going to go with not likely. Not likely. Um, but the worst thing they could do is win enough to rise up the ranks, but not enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, you don't want to like yearn for that middle of the pack. Like, if you're already going to lose, just throw it all in so you get what what you want. So should they be playing Anthony Davis? No. You don't think so? No. Are you... From, from what aspect are you saying it's okay not to play him? Like, from the interest of the franchise? Yeah. Because they he want the highest draft pick, and right. they, they, they want to be able to trade him. 
Right. They want to be able to trade him. They want to be able to get their 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 highest draft pick possible. And also, he doesn't want to play there anymore. <laughs> right. Okay. No, okay. Now, I'm, like a, we, I'm a season ticket holder, and I pay $80 a game for 41 home games to watch Anthony Davis ball. Well, you picked the wrong season, boys. <laughs> is that is that is that kind of the feeling? Right. Well, I mean, to be fair, you're, go, you're if you're a fan, if you're a big enough fan to buy a season a season ticket, if like unless you only care exclusively about Anthony Davis and not the Pelicans as a franchise. Yeah, but do you want to go watch them lose? No, but you know, it, it you have to lose some to to get better later. Okay. So you would be okay. You don't follow sports. So there's not someone I can pick on, but like. You would be okay if in a meeting the Houston Texans were like, listen, we're going to lose for the next two years pretty much nonstop so that we can accumulate about 30 of the best players in the last two drafts. I wouldn't be mad about that. You wouldn't be mad about that. No, because if I, if I care about this franchise, I know that in a couple years they'll be really good. Okay. <laughs> or right. at least competitive. Oh, at least competitive. Yeah, if they know what they're doing. That's fair. Um, I, I think you don't have to be good all the time forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the point of sports uh, any, listen. The point of sports is any given Sunday, anybody can win. That's like the it was the name of a movie it was such a prevalent saying in football forever. Any and then the saying is now that's why we play the game is because like yeah, the 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 2007 Golden State Warriors may not be the best team in the, they may only be the 8th seed, but if they play the Dallas Mavericks number 1 and it's uh, the first time a number 1 seed loses a 7 game series, in the history of the NBA, like it can happen. Um, still one of my favorite series. Don, Coach Donnie Nelson. Uh, like, <sighs> there's nothing to gain from playing him is the problem. Right. Like, like let's say you make it in. You're the seventh seed. You're not going to win the championship. The way your team is, prop- is, is currently constructed, and now the trade deadline's passed, this is essentially who you have. Right, we we've now we've now entered the like ending. Like you can't go anywhere else. Yeah, this is the end phase of the season. At this point, you are who you are. Um, so you would be okay with benching him, huh? I would. I think that's interesting. Um, okay. So there were some trades that had gone on right at the trade deadline. We kind of mentioned them, and I talked about how I believe the Clippers had traded their way out of the playoffs. Right, and I think they had done it on purpose because they traded their best player. They got some future assets in return, and and it, the focus was was clearly not on now. While they did win the next couple of games after that trade, uh, so for a second I was like, did they? I mean, <laughs> did they did they accidentally do this right? Well, well like, did they unclog the rotation somehow? Like this makes everyone this gives everyone more playing time, and everyone's happier, and they're playing better. No, they're now the ninth seed. Like they've <laughs> now fallen out. There you go. Uh, and Sacramento is the eighth seed right now. But Sacramento is young. They're inexperienced. Uh, they got even younger at the trade deadline. They moved some of their more uh, seasoned players, like Amon Schompert and things like that. Um, the thing, the reason that's relevant is the 10 seed is the Lakers, who are two and a half games behind the Kings. After the All-Star break, there'll be about 25 games left to go. I think the Lakers wind up being the 8 seed. You think they sneak on in there with LeBron at the helm? I don't think it's even about them sneaking in. I think it's just that the Kings aren't aren't mentally ready yet. Young teams typically, when they get in front of this situation like this, here's what's going to happen. 
These guys aren't playing the All-Star break. They're going to be off, okay? They're going to take the weekend off. They're going to go home. They're going to see the family. Everyone's going to tell them how great they are, how proud they are. The season's going great. You guys are balling, man. You guys are out there just like, go get them, man. Go get them. First round Golden State, man, you got this. You got this. Go get them. They're going to they're gonna get home. They're going to look in the mirror. They're going to see the schedule. And then when they go to play the games, they have one of the easiest schedules in front of them, too. The Lakers have the fourth hardest schedule left in the NBA. Um, but what's going to happen is when they get out there and they start playing the games, they start thinking a little bit. Man, we're going to make the playoffs. We got this. We got this. Then we got the Golden State Warriors first round. I, I think we can beat them. I think this is the year. And they start looking at other things. They're not focused on just balling. They're not focused on just playing the game. They're going to start making dumb mistakes. It's going to be dumb turnovers. You're going to see, I bet the turnovers go up by four by the end of the year. Like in this in this post-All-Star break. In these last 25 games, I bet the average for their turnovers goes up by four. I bet their points goes down by about ten. I, I honestly think it's not even like the buttholes pucker. It's just that they just, they're just not paying... Uh, the eye doesn't stay focused. They start to think about all the other things. They drift away. They do. They start thinking about, oh, my God, like, we're going to go to the playoffs. Like, we weren't even – I was literally signing up to just make money this year because we were so bad. We're going to be in the playoffs. Like, I have a chance. A little bit flustered. You, you just – well, not fl- – you just – it's no longer about the, the, the 40, 48 minutes you're playing basketball. All of a sudden, you're thinking about something else. You got to be out there on the court, running your pet, running your sets, staying on your guy, doing your job every play, every nonstop. That's the thing about basketball; it's so fast. And when you when you're thinking about other things, it's not it gets away from you, right? Uh, so Don't turn that game face on. You you got to stay on it. You do, and that's why the Isaiah Thomas stuff is so impressive, because there was so much going on that he just tuned out and came in and played and played well. Um, so no, I think I think it's bigger than the Kings are, and I think they mess it up, and I think that that's the opening that. I would say goes to the Clippers, but it, the Clippers are obviously not interested in it. But the Lakers are. So I think the Lakers get into that eighth seed. Now what that does for them, they're going to get the first round with the Warriors. I promise you, if they make the playoffs, that roster is going to be so thrilled about just making it that they are going to just poop the bed <laughs> playing the Warriors. It's going to be like a four-game series. I hope it's six just to give him a little bit of nerves. No, I don't think like I don't think it's even possible because like Golden State is gonna be like, Hey, we're ready. We gotta prove to people we're ready and the Lakers are like, We made the playoffs. Yay and that difference in mentality is gonna come out. That's fair. I still want him to go because I like LeBron. Oh, I would love it if LeBron won the whole thing. I I, I think it LeBron would. LeBron solos Golden State. If if LeBron soloed even if he lost in the second round but beat Golden State on the road as the eighth seed that would be a crazy story, but uh, but yeah, I just don't see it happening. All right, we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got one more segment of the greatest uh, sports show in Conroe. I ran you got out. real uncomfortable. I, I didn't know where to go with that. We're just the greatest at something. Fair enough. Yeah, Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. 
For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. We are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You can hear us at uh, 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Uh, and as always, go to NerdThugRadio.com. Actually, that's under construction, so don't right now. But do go to Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Go ahead and give us a like. We do a lot of stuff there. We always link to Cox ATA, our fabulous sponsor. Um, and on top of all of that... We, we, we do funny stuff, and then I also I do a blog. Actually, I took this week off. I haven't done a blog in a week. I, I, oh, Lord, you're falling off. It's all over. It's it. That's it. It's over. No, you know what? Like, I've been doing so many of them, and then, like, I, I, I just, like, I sat down to do one, and I was like, I, it, it felt like work, <laughs> and I was like, uh, let's, let's back up for a day. Uh, I've been doing though the wrestling report for Sports Map, so that's SportsMapHouston.com. Ooh, fancy! Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm everywhere. I'm a big deal. Like you're in the presence of greatness, but unlike Kanye, I don't make you bow. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a very generous, great person. <laughs> all great people. <laughs> uh, not all great people are this generous, but I'm perhaps the most generous and most humble of all great people. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my, my favorite thing is when people call themselves the most humble. <laughs> Probably no one more humble than me. Um, Probably the most humble person to ever walk the face of the earth. Listen, listen. If we could quantify my humbleness, it your would, humbleness, yeah, the location, yeah, it's immeasurable. <laughs> it's immeasurable about how humble I am. <laughs> and that's uh, how you know someone's not from here. <laughs> yeah, you're a Texan. Hey, Dave. Howdy. Uh, <laughs> a new Texans mascot. That's right. So one thing did happen this week that we haven't talked about yet. Oh man, what is it? Uh, Nico got a chest hair. I did. We're all very happy. Great. We had a mitzvah. <laughs> uh, we named it Tony. Tony. Uh, it's Tony with an I though. So now I'm not sure. Is it a female chest hair? Is that the is that the world we live in now? No. Okay. Uh. No, uh, the AAFL debuted. The Alliance. The American Alliance Football League. A wild league appears. Um, Post-Super Bowl, if you want your football fix. Yeah, so you and I talk about this. You, you, uh, Dad would comment on this, too. Um, I've got a little bit of a knack for kind of calling long shots. You, you've made a lot of them. If you go back and listen through the 7 million hours of Nerd Thug discography, yeah. you hit a lot. I really, I do, I do. And it's not even me trying to be a braggart here. It's just... It I don't, just happens. It do, well, and I don't do it out of a dumb place. Like, I, when something strikes me, like, deep, then I know that it's going to hit a lot of people for a lot of different reasons because I'm one of those people... I feel like I see a lot of people's point of views, and so I, I, I get it when things are, are going to be big. Uh, the clown story. The uh, clown story. The fire festival. We covered that. Oh, like, we did. As it was happening, I was covering that. I was in love with the idea of Ja Rule hosting a luxury festival. Uh, and then, like, the more you find out about the other guy, Billy McFarlane, the more I was like, this is going to be a mess. And then, sure enough, 
and then it was a mess, <laughs> and then like the aftermath was insane. And then people went to jail. Like they did a Netflix documentary. And then Hulu swooped in and did a documentary in front of Netflix. The week Netflix released the trailer for their documentary, Hulu was like, we got one better. <laughs> <laughs> and they released their documentary the day the trailer for the other one dropped. That's amazing. That's just, I love that, I love that Hulu's that petty. Hulu's the ex-girlfriend who, keeps, who watches you on Facebook. <laughs> I love it. Um, but so my prediction was there's two different NFL, there's two different football leagues cropping up. There's the AFL this year, the AAFL, and next year the XFL owned by Vince McMahon. And I said, one of these two leagues is going to hit. I, I firmly believe that. This is the right time. Football is on a bounce up. Uh, a lot of people don't. America as a whole still watches basketball, and the audience from basketball continues to grow. But football, the football audience isn't ready to give up yet. They're not ready to tune in yet. So 7 to 12 more weeks of football sounds amazing to them. Um, wow. Also, the players are regionally based. Uh, the AAFL did something really smart. They basically divided their teams into regions, and other than the quarterbacks, the rest of your team has to be somehow affiliated with your region. High school, college, or pro in that region. Which is a really neat way to break that up. It is. It's smart because it, it also means that when you're watching, these guys are going to be familiar to you. You're going to be like, man, you know, I follow, I live in Austin, I follow UT, and this guy played three years under Mac Brown. I know this guy. This was my guy back then. Oh, he's in this league. That's cool. Or um, maybe someone even closer than that, like you may have known. Right, that's true. Well, I mean, that's, if you know cool people like I do, then yeah, obviously. You All know, right, obviously. If you got my Rolodex, y'all. I love it. I got nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I do have a good friend, uh, by the name of Bill Winters. We're going to try and get him on here, uh, here over the coming weeks. And he's going to help us talk about the AFL. Uh, he's a former NFL player and he actually also played Canadian football league. And he knows a lot of the guys who are now the coaches and GMs of the AAFL because these are the players from his era. Uh, these are his people. Um, my people, they have come for me. <laughs> that's right. Let my people go. My people bring me back. Um, and more importantly than that, though, the interesting thing was we watched the San Diego San Antonio yes. game, the Commanders versus the Fleet. Uh, was that the Fleet versus the was it Commanders? San Antonio. Uh, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. All right. Uh, the more important thing was though, it wasn't terrible football. Uh, the plays were actually decent. There were some drop balls though. Um, the refs probably need a little bit of work. And the audio quality needs a little bit of work. There are some places where they can improve. But that's going to get better just by watching the games. When their people sit down and watch what they put out there last week, they're going to go, okay, we can do better. These guys are affiliated, though, with all the right people. they got a CBS TV deal. they got the NFL Network providing the analysts and the broadcasters. Uh, there was a really great hit on the uh, Admirals quarterback uh, early in the game. Uh, based Fleet's quarterback. The Fleet's quarterback. Just untouched. Uh, on just like a on a like a little on like a, a shallow curve on a blitz, the outside linebacker just rolls right by. Like nobody even rolls. No one. St the tight end steps out that way, and he's probably supposed to do a chip block, but he does not even look for his guy to chip and just runs into his route. So the outside linebacker takes like a six step curl, and the quarterback is on a four step drop, and he goes one two three four. And the second he stops moving. He gets his helmet knocked off by the outside he just linebacker. Gets exploded. Like it's a great hit. Uh, he drops the ball. Like 
good, like the whole nine yards. The whole nine. It was. It's the perfect. It's the perfect old school NFL sack. And there's going to be a lot of people who see that play and go, "That's the football I miss. That's the football I want to see." And I do believe the AAFL is going to stick around. I think it's going to be the one that makes it. Uh, and the captain, Joey Savage, and I were was, we were watching the game and we started talking about it. It's going to be an opportunity. A lot of these guys are practice squad players from the NFL. Practice squad players, they're in front of coaches all the time. They're learning systems, but they're not in front of other teams, scouts, other teams, coaches. And so there might be another team who's like, man, I wish I had a guy who was a little scat back that I could use on third downs and passing situations. They might get like six touches. Find a, him. Right. They might only get like six touches a game, but we don't have a guy like that. Oh, now I'm watching the AAFL. There's my guy. I found There's him. my guy. I found him. Uh, the quarterback play, like if it's good enough, those those are going to be guys who get opportunities. Kurt Warner played in every league of, uh, through his career, and then he winds up back in the NFL where he started, and he goes to the Hall of Fame. Actually, I don't know if he's – I don't think he is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't remember. I don't think they named him the Hall of Fame. But he, he is the one of the only quarterbacks to ever start Super Bowls for two different teams. Um, and that's cool. That's real cool. And he kind of sort of, he was the backup for one of the Eli Manning ones, I believe, too. No, 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 that was David Carr. Um, but anyway, the a- Super Bowls, right? And so one thing about the AFL though, it wasn't just young players. There were also older players there, players who got hurt. In the NFL, if you get hurt and you get hurt real bad, the NFL quits on you. So there was a guy who got an interception for for San Diego. Um, he was thirty. He's thirty years old. Okay, he's 30 years old, but he tore his quad and a torn quad is a real, real, it's like an Achilles. It's one of the hardest things to come back from as far as ligaments go. Tore his quad. So they put him back together. It took two years of rehab. At one point it was, it was, he couldn't walk because the quad's sort of a relevant muscle. Takes two, you know, sometimes. Yeah, it takes two years to come back. And when you come back, you may not ever play football again because at that point it's been two years and you haven't been athletic. Um. Anyway, he's playing his way back, and he's playing now, and he's starting as a starting corner for for San Diego in the AAFL. And what that means is, if he has a good season, if he gets himself six or seven picks, and he looks good in coverage, and he doesn't look like the weak side of the defense, that's a guy who can come back on and be a nickel or a dime back in the NFL for four, you know, three or four more years. This guy could earn another two or three million dollars. You know, just by seeing his play and being able to. Exactly. And so, to me, the AFL overall is a huge thing. It's an asset to the NFL where these guys can, listen, I've been out of the league three years. Uh, you know, running backs with personality problems. Maurice Claret, who was a drunk, and I think he wound up going to jail, so not him. But guys in that situation who they fall out of the league very quickly, they're 24 and unemployed. Okay, man, if you catch on an AFL team and you show, you show out for a season or two, hey, man, the NFL might come back. Hey, you're 26. I need C.J. Anderson was literally not working at all, and then he got to play in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know that these things happen, and the AFL is going to be another place to showcase talent. It's just going to be another way to get to that end goal. Exactly. The more avenues you have, the better off you are. Like I keep telling people, we live in the golden age of accomplishment, where, where, like accessibility. Accessibility is huge, and this is one more avenue for them. So I think the AFL is going to stick around. You guys should definitely check it out when you got some time over the weekend. Just you're sitting around on Sunday anyway. Just watch the games. Right. And if you're a really big football fan, it's a big deal because it, it's more football. It really is more. And it looks like the NFL. It looks like pro football. It feels like pro football. It's not right. weird like the Canadian League where they have different motion rules. Um, so all that being said, though, football is kind of still here. Sort of like his cousin's hanging out at the house and he's not so bad. Uh, check it out if you got some time. In the meantime, be sure to listen to the podcast. It's going to drop at 6.01 p.m. 
We are Nerd Thug Sports. With me, as always, is Nico DLG. I am Corey. Uh, Tune in. Enjoy. See you next time.